Welcome to First Baptist Church. You're listening to the preaching ministry of Pastor Sherman Burkhead. Please check us out on the internet at fbcboron.org. This is Pastor Sherman Burkhead, and this is Grace and Truth, a devotion that's meant to encourage you, but it's also meant to challenge you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ through a time in the Word and time in prayer. Today is April the 24th, 2020. It is a beautiful day outside. The sun is still shining. The skies are blue. Everything is so green and growing, which reminds me of something. One of our deacons has been at the church today mowing the grass and taking care of the grounds around here. And he has been taking care of things, even though we haven't had service in the last few weeks. The fact of the matter is, is on his own, he still comes by and faithfully serves and takes care of things. And the truth is, he's not alone. We have several deacons in our church that even though you can't see them, and even though we can't meet together right now, they still make a point to serve and to check up on our congregation, to meet physical needs, and let everybody know that they are there to help. And today, I am grateful to our God for the deacons in our church, and I'm grateful for the deacons in every church. Deacons are an important part of church life. The office of the deacon was given by God himself, and it was given by God to meet the practical and the physical needs of the church. And and, and the men who were selected to the office of deacon, they love God, they love his word, and they love God's people, and they selflessly give of their time and their talent and all of their resources in order to be of help and to be of service. And I am thankful to God for them and all that they do. But what about you? What are you grateful to God for? I know that you have a lot of reasons to be grateful. Even in a time like this, we all have more than our share of things to be grateful to God for. And I would love to hear from you about what it is that you are grateful for. I'd also love to hear from you if you have questions about faith and about the Bible. And and I would especially love to hear from you if you'd like to learn how you can have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You can reach me here on Facebook or you can email me at fbcboron at gmail.com or you can call us here at 760-762-5149. Again, we would love to hear from you. Now, if you have a Bible, please take it out and turn with me to the Old Testament to Isaiah chapter 55, verses 6 through 9. And the word of the Lord reads, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, that he may have compassion on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. I think one of the most important things that we can come to terms with, and one of the most important things we can remind ourselves of as often as possible, is the fact that God is bigger than our imaginations. Because the fact is, we have this tendency to take God and reduce him down to our level. We, we, we want to take God and reduce him down to our understanding. We want to take God and make him fit inside of a box of our own understanding. And I think that's why so many times in our lives, especially right now, in times of trouble, we forget to call upon God. I think that that's why we try so often in our day-to-day lives to walk in our own strength and to do everything in our own strength, forgetting that God is with us and for us. I think that's why we become hopeless so quickly and we despair so quickly is because we forget how big God is. We forget, or at least we never learned, 
that God is much bigger and much more powerful than we can even possibly imagine. You see, God is holy. And I, and I know that sounds like a religious idea, a spiritual idea. When you say the word holy or holiness, I mean, it conjures up all kinds of religious baggage. But the reality, that word means that God is just completely set apart, that he's completely different, that he's altogether other than us. And this is one of the most important truths about God that you will ever learn. In fact, it's really the foundation of why you can have hope. God is completely holy. He's completely different than us, which means he's not just another better version of you. He's not a better version of a human being. He is not, God is not an, an exalted man. God has never been an exalted man. God has never been a man, period. God has always been God. And because he's been God and because he's not like us, God is not fickle. He's not moody. He's not prone to failure. God is not prone to despair. God is not prone to negligence. God never forgets and, and, and he never misunderstands. God does not waffle and he doesn't change. God doesn't lie, he doesn't cheat, and he never ever under any circumstances fails at anything. On the contrary, God is not only all powerful and all knowing and ever present, but he's also completely faithful. And he's so trustworthy and he's absolutely sovereign and in control. He's also always true and always just and always right and always does what is right. And, and, and he's not just a great being in the universe. He's the greatest being in the universe and outside of the universe. He's the greatest being, period. You see, he has no equal. There's none like him. There's none that can rival him. One of the common misunderstandings about Christianity is the idea for so many people that Satan is somehow God's equal opposite. That, that somehow God and Satan are locked in this cosmic battle, you know, and the fate of the universe, you know, rests in, in, that, in the hands of them. Right? That somehow Satan can interfere with God's plans. That somehow Satan can, can thwart God's will. That somehow that God, that Satan has enough power to threaten God on some level. Here's the facts. Nothing can be further than the truth from that. God is the uncreated, eternal God who is greater than all of creation. And Satan is simply a part of that creation. He may be powerful, but he is only a part of that creation, which means he is no more a threat to God than a little child is. You see, the problem that so many of us have is that, that our view of God is just too small. Some of us have a view of God that is just too little. Some people see God as a God who tries, and he tries hard, but, it, but even though he has good intentions, he can't fix things. Some people view God as a God who really isn't in control of everything. He controls some things, or maybe even most things, but he doesn't control everything. Right? He just does the best that he can with what he has. But the Bible doesn't say that. In fact, the Bible says the opposite of that. God is much bigger than that. The Bible makes it really, really clear that God is much bigger than that. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Well, that should cause you to ask a question. How much higher can the heavens be than the earth? 
Well, I think we can think about this practically. I think of all the times in history, we have a better perspective of this than anybody else did. You see, the universe, the known universe that you can that, that can be seen and measured is 96 billion light years across. And that is a distance that your mind and my mind cannot relate to. We cannot fathom this. All right, a light year, one light year is a distance that light travels in a year, right? And that by itself is a long way. That by itself is beyond your imagination. Because light travels at the speed of 186,282 miles per second. Right? And to put that in perspective, if you, if you moved that fast, you could circle the earth seven and a half times every second, if you can think about that. Right? That's faster than the flash. <laughs> That's how fast light moves. 186,282 miles per second times 60 seconds times 60 minutes times 24 hours in a day times 365 days. And that's how far light travels in just one year. But you multiply that times 96 billion. You write 96 and then add like 12 zeros to that. That is how much, that's how big the the observable universe is. It's probably bigger than that, but it's that's how big what, what, what can be measured and seen. And, and here's the thing. Our God, the one that we worship, Yahweh, the one that, he's the one that created all of that. He created every star. He created every planet, every molecule, every atom, every electron, every quark. God created it all. And more than that, he's greater than all of that, which means he is outside of the universe, but also mind-blowingly, he is simultaneously everywhere present in the universe. And even more important, God is sovereign and in control over all of it. As R.C. Sproul reminds us that in all of the universe, there's not one maverick molecule that is outside the will and the control of God. To say that God is awesome is simply to make an awesome understatement. God is by definition bigger than your imagination, which means he is completely different than you. You might be created in his image, but he's not like you, right? You were finite. He is infinite. You were confined to time and space. God is eternal and has no physical limitations whatsoever. You have limited knowledge. God knows all things. You have limited energy. God is the source of life and energy. You were weak and frail, but God is all-powerful. Can you see what I'm getting at here? You can't even imagine how high the heavens are above the earth. How are you going to imagine who God is? And the truth is you can't. God is so different from us that we couldn't even know him except for the fact that he decided on his own by his grace to reveal himself to us. And God has revealed himself to us in the person of Christ and in his inerrant, infallible, and sufficient word. And, and, and what he's revealed to us is not only is he bigger than our limited imaginations, not only is he awesome, not only is he holy and incomparable, he is also compassionate. Notice what it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and our God and to our God that he will abundantly pardon. The God who created all things 
the God who stands outside of all things, the God who knows all things and by his will and grace created all things, that same God has compassion towards us. He has compassion towards you. He loves you. And even more than that, he is gracious and merciful to us. Not only, you know, as we've talked about over and over again about being grateful, not only has God given us the gifts that we all ought to be grateful for, all of us, whether we're believers or not, like like warmth of the sun and, and the touch of a loved one or the taste of good food. Not only has God given us all those good gifts by his, by his grace, but he is also abundantly pardoned those who have faith in Christ. Because all of us, every single one of us, by our arrogance and in our pride and our selflessness, selfishness, actually, not selflessness, selfishness have rebelled against this God. We have spurned his goodness. We have spit in his face. We have cursed him. We have rejected him. And what we deserve because of that is God's justice. God owes us nothing more than his justice. But God in his mercy doesn't immediately give us that justice. Instead, by his grace, he has made a way to pardon us. He has made a way for us to be reconciled back to him. And that way is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, eternally God, became a man and lived the life that you couldn't live, fulfilling the law you couldn't fulfill, and then went to the cross to endure the wrath of God on your behalf. And on that cross, he took upon himself all of your sins and all of your transgressions and all of your guilt. And in return, he gives to you by faith his righteousness so that you don't have to live in fear. You don't have to walk in fear of the things to come, but that you can live in confidence and know that this awesome, unimaginable God whose ways are much higher than your ways that God loves you, provides for you, and takes care of you here and now and also into eternity. That God, that unimaginable God, promised to be with you and to never leave you or forsake you, to provide for you, to work all things out for your good, to work through you, to strengthen you, and even to see you safely home. If that God is for us, then who can be against us? If it is he who is with us, then whom shall we fear? My encouragement to you today is to lean into this truth and to trust that almighty God, that he is on the throne, that he is in control, and every part of your life is firmly in his hands. And so no matter how out of control things feel, no matter how fearful your circumstances may seem, you can be still and you can know that he is God, the almighty supreme creator God, the same God who loves you and paid the price for you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for your grace and mercy. We thank you for this truth. We thank you, Lord God, for the gift of your grace. We thank you, Lord God, for the gift of, of your word, for the gift of Christ. Thank you, Lord God, for the gift of revelation. Though we can't know you on our own, you have revealed yourself to us. You have made yourself known to us. 
And help us, Lord, to, to walk in that and to trust in that. Help us, Lord God, to have our hearts and minds opened and expanded to your greatness and your vastness and your awesomeness, Lord. Help us, Lord, to walk in that truth and be strengthened and encouraged by that truth. That we have a relationship with you, the sovereign reigning king of all things. Father, I just pray that you would encourage all of our hearts. And I pray right now for the end of this coronavirus. We pray right now, Lord God, for those who are afflicted by it, that you would heal them and get them the medical care that they need. And I pray, Father, for the frontline workers that you'd protect them and their health. We pray, Lord God, for the essential workers who are working and facing the public, that you'd protect them as well. We pray, Father, for those who are financially afflicted, that you would help to provide for them, uh, business owners and employees alike. We pray, Lord God, for students who are struggling to get through school. We pray for high school seniors, Lord, who um, are really facing a raw deal, not being able to 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 live the senior life that they, they had been hoping for. We pray that you'd protect them. We pray for our nation, that you would help us keep us strong. We pray for our world, that there would be revival from every end, that you would use this supernaturally, Lord God, to glorify yourself and to bring the hope of Christ to the ends of the earth. Father, we give you the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, before I wrap up, one last thing I'd like to just make mention. I think reading is an important part of the Christian life. And if there is one book that you can read or listen to on Audible, it is The Holiness of God by R.C. Sproul. That is, a, that is the book recommendation that I'm, that I'm making today and that I will make over and over again. The Holiness of God by R.C. Sproul. It will help to expand your view of how big and awesome and wonderful our God is. And I would encourage you to, to read that. But please know that you are loved, you are prayed for, and you are deeply missed. Grace and peace. You've been listening to the preaching ministry of Pastor Sherman Burkhead, a production of First Baptist Church in Boron, California. Our website address is fbcboron.org. And would you please consider partnering with us financially as we work to share the hope and the gospel of Jesus Christ with our community and our world.